What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pines Podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight is Dr. Niggle, Kozen, and Misami. How y'all doing tonight? Not too bad. Doing good. You know what I miss, Gobi? I miss it when you used to say, so sit back and enjoy the ride. You never you never uh, say that anymore. I know. I, I tried, and I just, I, uh, I couldn't do it. It's like me with the random trivia facts. I miss. I used to do random trivia in all our episodes, and I don't do it anymore. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, just gotta get back into the groove of it. A groove of it all. Leetness used to right. send us. Leetness used to send us dick pics after each uh, podcast, and he doesn't do that anymore. It's like we're <laughs> losing. We're losing our traditions. Yeah. Well, I, and we used to do in-game ones too, which were quite fun. Um, In-game dick pics? Yes, we were talking yeah. about dick pics. <laughs> I was talking about podcasts, but we'll go with dick pics. Um. <laughs> oh, yes, I... I Press not, X to die. No. Yes, <laughs> probably not. Oh. So, uh... You and Omega got all your Terminator rewards. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm just opening up the articles now because I'm a professional. <laughs> yes, we're all Blacker. totally professional. Yes. Uh, yeah, we did. Actually, it was um, it was kind of a rocky road getting there because, for whatever reason, uh, multiple people. Blah, blah, See, I haven't been drinking, but Gobi definitely has. Yet he can pronounce Kosen, but not Margaret Rogery. <laughs> Bit of a rocky road getting to through the Terminator event because multiple people were having an issue where they couldn't grab the quest from Maria to start the whole thing off. I was one of those people. So I couldn't oh, go yeah. I couldn't go to Erewhon and I couldn't talk to her and I couldn't start the initial mission which meant that I couldn't get the special rifle that you have to use to kill the terminators. So there was no way for me to kill terminators solo. Thankfully, uh Omega was not affected by that. So he queued up the mission. He dragged me along with him and even though I didn't get any of the credit or the rewards or the gun or anything, I still saw all the cutscenes. I still fought the terminator. I still um uh got access to the whatever the dailies are that come out after you've completed that first mission. So that was broke as fuck. And um, two days later, I logged into the game and I got a notification that said, you've been awarded 200 ghost coins for a recent inconvenience. And, uh, and Omega was like, holy shit, dude, check Maria. You know, maybe you can play the, the thing now. And um, still wasn't there. Still couldn't play it. But Leetness hopped on and decided that he wanted to do the Terminator event. So he queued it up. And this time when he queued it up, it also queued up in my mission profile. So I ended up getting the rewards and the weapon and everything like that. So long story, even longer, we all got to rank 21 in a matter of days. And uh, yeah, got all the uh, the glitter. Got all the glitter and the rewards. Would you, would you actually think of the event itself? It was fine. It was a fun event. Um, you, you've... I guess you're basically finding new and inventive ways to kill Terminators. And uh, the final... Did you play the final mission yet, Gobi? I'm not... See, I, I made it to rank the one, 21. The one uh, in the basement? The one in the basement that goes all the way under a lake? Oh, yeah, where you gotta kill the, the Terminator and you get the, the gun or whatever. The final, like... Yeah, you get the, the grenade launcher. 
Well, you'll know it's the final mission because about a dozen Terminators come out at you at the end. Oh, I just ran out the building and it blew up. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what we did too. Yeah, that, that is a good plan. Because <laughs> we got out the door. Yeah, spoilers if you haven't played the, the mission yet. doesn't matter. I think the event's going to be over in another two days. Uh, yeah, I think so. Is this uh, for Breakpoint? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yes, it's for Breakpoint. That's right. I read an article that they were doing something about that. I was actually deeply fascinated because isn't it in promotion with when they were releasing uh, the new Term Term Terminator movie with uh, Sarah Connor in it? Yeah, that's what I thought too. I couldn't. I, I didn't know that like for sure though. Um, Gears of War Four did it as well. Uh, there you can actually play as a Terminator uh, for the bad guys. Um, yeah, that's right. I remember that too. Yeah, it's they're actually pretty cool. I mean, the bad part with Gears of War is they have more non-Gears of War universe characters than they have Gears of War universe characters. Mm. Like they have a bunch from Halo and they have a bunch from like the Terminator and there's something else too that is in there. Uh, I don't even care. I don't even keep up because I don't play as them anyway. Um, but yeah, it's comparing the Terminator to the Predator mission in Wildlands. Easy. Terminator, Terminator was easy. I don't know if Terminator was better or if Predator was better, but Terminator was definitely easier. <laughs> because the Terminator, yeah. Terminator walks at you, okay? Well, pretty slowly. <laughs> and Omega and I were finding delicious ways to cheese the missions. Like, uh, Terminators can't for for the i mean they can run up uh those rock scrambles that your character has to like very slowly climb around but they can't run up a sheer cliff so we were finding sh sheer cliffs and we were aiming over them and trying to troll the terminators into coming up just stupid shit like that so we we had fun with this predator was just a pain in the fucking ass he goes invisible and he murders you <laughs> uh i like the predator better simply because I like the movie Predator more than Terminator. I enjoyed the well, event. so do I. Um, I, I like uh, Predator better than Terminator, but the Terminator uh, Terminator event was probably more fun in Breakpoint. Yeah, I did like the setup of the Terminator event way better than Predator. I did like the rewards better from Predator missions. But, uh, yeah, I actually got to play the Terminator missions with a full squad, and that was... It was pretty fun and interesting. Um, I, I got thought, to finish the raid too. I thought it was horseshit. Horseshit in Wildlands that you got the Predator gear, but you couldn't go invisible like the Predator. You had to go and do the other mission. Yeah, that was that was bullshit <laughs> for sure. But I do love that the uh, because I bought the gauntlets that have uh, the wrist blades. So in Wildlands. Yeah. Um, your melee kills my kill animations was uh the predator ones that was that was worth i know i'm whatever but it was so worth the <sighs> price done, of that pack okay you must have done uh kill animations for ghost recon breakpoint like you must have a lot of melee kills racked up yeah yeah is it just me or are they considerably more violent and graphic in this game oh way way worse uh stabby McStaberson, like it's fucking hilarious uh, you stab the person like three or four times in the fucking neck. Like it's, 
it's fucking brutal. <laughs> I have one. Oh, the other thing I'm curious about, I have a curved knife right now, so I want to switch it out to a K-bar or something, something with a straight blade. I wonder if it changes, because with my curved knife, I'm doing a lot of gut slicing or going right up the center of someone's sternum or slashing their neck or uh, putting... Yeah, okay, my favorite one so far, um, my character put their knee across someone's throat so they... Uh, yeah, across their throat so they couldn't move, and then just ripped all the way up lengthwise on their body and just tore their guts out. Holy uh, yeah. crap. Animation is totally different. <laughs> We're supposed like, to be the good guys in this game. I use a, a Tonto Point blade, um, and like I said, he'll like walk up behind him and he grabs his like forehead and he fucking stabs him in the neck like three or four times, like rapidly throws him down or if you come up at him he'll like pick him up and like throw him to the ground and then fucking stab him in the head and the neck like three or four times and then get up or uh if you could for you can do another one where he stabs him in the leg and then he stabs him like straight up into the throat um you could grab their like feet and pull him out and drag him and then fucking stab him too it's that's crazy because i've never seen any of those animations so now i'm gonna have to go get a curved knife and uh check it out I guess straight blade. Yeah, so uh, the, that's that's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That is an extremely graphically violent game where you ostensibly <laughs> play a play a good guy. It's so much fun. Um, like I I can't believe how much more I enjoy the melees in this one. Uh, I don't like how long they are. They are much longer than uh, the ones in Wildlands uh, by easily a second. Like, and you've really got to. Make sure, because you're really exposed um, with them. You, uh, but you can't die. While you're in that animation, you can't die. Yep. Um, but, and it's harder to chain them than it was in Wildlands. So it's harder for yes. you to, yeah, you to like to do one and then the next. Because uh, that was one of my favorite things to do in Wildlands was chain fucking executions uh like which the is, patrols yeah which is bullshit in this game because you actually have a perk that gives you life back after a melee kill so if you could chain then you could just go all the way over a base and never die which yeah fine that would be op but it would also be very entertaining <laughs> uh for sure i mean yeah that would be i never even thought about that that would be fun it's such a goddamn violent game I don't. I, you don't let your kids rage. play that one, do you? Uh, <laughs> no comment. Jesus. You're such a bad father. Yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> I mean, and this one, I'm with Gosen. Uh, luckily, he doesn't know about the whole melee animation, so. <laughs> he doesn't really get to see that, and I got the, all the blood and stuff turned off, but he hasn't really gotten too far into it. He likes Wildlands better. Um, I kind of like Wildlands better, too. Um, well, in this one, he's got to worry about repairing himself. You know, like, the whole stamina and stuff like that. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about that in Wildlands. No, um, you don't. And he's already got the invisible suit and stuff, so, like, I think that's why he has more stuff in Wildlands. Uh, but I do, I do like Wildlands a little bit better. I like the map from Breakpoint, but I definitely like the story of Wildlands way better. 
I kind of like the open world too. There and there's no medical uh, medical system in Wildlands, is there? You just like you, you you take damage, but then you just get all your stuff back, and your screen stops blinking red. Yeah, it's it's much more really action cool. oriented. It's less survival oriented than Breakpoint is. Yeah, yes. Breakpoint is is all about you know, like you know find stuff, craft stuff, make bandages, keep your stamina up, drink from your canteen to recover stamina, write in your diary to get extra experience points, um, eat a small, uh, hard yet somehow moist nut to uh, increase your damage <laughs> resistance and all the rest of that crap. Bruh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is just like, here's some guns. Go fuck people up. Right? Oh, and um, the drones. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a huge some drone of, fanatic. Some of the drones are a pain in the ass. Um, No, no. The drones in Wildlands are leaps and bounds better than fucking Breakpoint. Like, you're supposedly oh, your, coming from Wildlands. Yeah, your drones. Yeah. To Breakpoint. Like, you cannot... I, in Wildlands, I could fucking blow it up and kill yeah, people with it. exactly. They took away my exploding <laughs> drones. But but you can't do that. I mean, or in EMP, like, you can't... There's nothing. Like, all the drone does is smart. And then you can't even use it to sink shot because that's totally different. You have to use a fucking yeah, item. Yeah, you need sink shot drones. You need these special items. I mean, that I kind of get because... Sync shots in that game, if you're playing solo, are kind of cheating because you can just lay there and do like three sync shots, like and do it commander style without ever firing a shot until like the last one. And then you can go stab them, or you can, you know, take an easy pot shot with the with the sync shot and take out 12 guys in a matter of five minutes solo without ever being worrying about being seen. But no, you just, no more ex exploding drones. Can't have exploding drones anymore because that was too much fun. Just throwing up a drone, landing <laughs> right next to, or uh, following, following a guy who was, who was walking around, walking around a base until he gets to his group of friends, and then saying, excuse me, sir. Uh, excuse me, sir, have you uh, had a chance uh, to, or do you, do you possibly have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior? Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> As everything blows up. It was great. It was really fun, and they took it away, and I'm I'm still I'm sad. <laughs> oh. I'm sure you'll find some other ways to explode. Die. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Good point. Misami brings up the game is alive and well in Breakpoint. I don't know if you've noticed, Gobi, but there are a lot of explosive barrels lying around everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've I've noticed. Um, I got Omega the so. other day. I downed Omega the other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got to be easy in this game too, because if you're not paying attention, like you could be going into cover thinking you're safe and right into the side oh, of the what? cover, fucking barrel. <laughs> What's that right next to me? A big red barrel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, dude. I will say, um. For a bunch of rookies to take on the raid is it's nuts. Like <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it um at all. Um definitely for do two and two at least. Um because uh, I ended up being the only rookie left um with 
three veterans and it took that to beat the boss um and that was only the first boss of the raid um but it was a lot of fun i mean the missions up in the raid are a lot of fun basically you fly up to that island that's in the top right hand side and golem island no you just explore it and you gotta kill a big fucking drone and um basically it has a laser that comes out at you and it builds up from zero to a hundred. Obviously when it hits a hundred, you're fucked. It shoots a giant rocket at you and you're dead. Period. End of story. Like there's no running, there's no escaping. Once it hits a hundred, you're dead. Uh, <laughs> it's a charge in its laser. Yeah, it's so you, it's charging it up or whatever. So you have to hand <laughs> the this laser off. Memes from two thousand four, everybody. <laughs> you gotta shoot out the back panel that's like probably one meter by four meters wide and you have to shoot this little fucking panel on the back the entire time that's the only place you can put dps to kill it while you're passing this laser off between three different people because you can't just pass it between two people it remembers so you got to go three people um and after you get it 50 percent down it adds a second laser just because why the fuck not oh and it chases you and slides around the map edge too if it didn't have enough things that would kill you. Um, yeah, you can see why it's fun. Sounds like yeah. a wonderful, you know, experience. It does. A wonderful I... experience for you to try once and fail at and then never do again. So anyway, we were talking about the Terminator <laughs> Live event and Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Terminator Live event is we uh, over. It's over on February 6th, so that's two days from uh, today. Whatever. Two days from whatever day that you're it's listening to this. Um, and the, the, okay, the rewards, there were two kind of neat rewards, um, that you could get. One of them was an Uzi. It's a blueprint for an Uzi, so now you can build that gun. And a a blueprint for an AR-18, so now you can build that gun. Um, the, uh, glitter and stuff was fine. Uh, uh, shredded T-800 facial paint. Um, a resistance helmet, uh, some crap like that. But far and away, the best reward out of this was... Um, the RT-5 Shepard uh, Terminator vehicle. The the Shepard is like the biggest, hulkiest truck in the game. It's virtually impossible to destroy that thing. And um, the, the variant of it that you get for Tier 21 in the Terminator event has like a turret on top of it. So you're driving around in a basically an indestructible vehicle, wasting everything around you. And uh, that's a lot of fun. Nice. I... I was still going to go with the robot arm glitter. Robot arm glitter is also good. It's 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 pretty it's neat stuff. <laughs> pretty tight, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so yeah, all right. What, what what else? What else we got? What else is on here? It's just spent like uh, 20 minutes Fort talking Honor. about Ghost Recon. <laughs> <laughs> Year 4 changes. I tried playing For Honor when it came out. It kept on crashing 20 minutes into the game, and it didn't save any of my progress, and I did that about four or five times. I was just like, nope, haven't played it since. Yeah, I haven't touched that thing. Uh, There's just a lot of early issues with it that just were not really appealing to deal with. But surprisingly, it still has a pretty robust fan community. Which is good, which uh, strongly implies that the game is getting updates and maybe a lot of that shit has been fixed. So there is new content coming out. What do we have? New heroes? 
Um, uh, yeah, Ubisoft the, hasn't specified. Ubisoft hasn't specified who the uh, the new characters are. Oh, yes, you're right. Goodbye, year pass. Hello, yeah. battle pass. Yeah. It's, uh, so that's it's great. Going to a Fortnite player unknown battlegrounds type system, which I mean is proven to work. So if you're going to do that, will make them a lot of money as long as the players put up with it. Well, here's yeah. Here's the thing again. The battle pass uh, is limited to customizable stuff, uh, consumables, but it's not required to uh, get at any of the new content, new game modes coming out. Oh, that's or good. any of the any of the new heroes. So yeah, that's it, you know customization and glitter. That's what your battle pass will be uh, buying you. Which you know, if you're into that, that's fine. So I might check out For Honor again, or I might give it another try, because uh, hopefully they fixed all that crap. I uh, played the beta, and I'm pretty sure I got it for free somewhere. Um, well, I know that I when I was playing on the PS4 all the time, you could get For Honor as part of the PS uh, PSN network. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wait, Kobe, That's didn't... where I played it, was on the PS4. I thought Gobi and I and Leetness were all in the beta together. I thought we multiplayered that. We did. And uh, I just could not do the, the combat system. Like <laughs> It was a little weird, yeah, because it had the lock-on mechanic. I'm not sure how much how much it's changed, but it was a lock-on mechanic. And you, um, you had to be really good at switching things because you would get surrounded very easily. Wasn't really a problem for the Viking, though. Viking have big axe. Big axe go everywhere. That sounds exactly. familiar. Yep, thank you. It's a D&D uh, reference. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sigurd swings hammer mightily. Yeah, Ziggurd is done with Great Weapons Master, actually. I had this conversation with Kosen. This is, not, <laughs> this is something fascinating <laughs> that everyone wants to hear about on our uh, famous, world-famous GS podcast is the uh, Dungeons & Dragons game that uh, Masami and I and Omega and Leetness, uh, and Leetness are playing. Well, I'm just glad to help. Kosen and I went over statistical probabilities for hits and discovered that my... Uh, Percentage for hits was way below, like, more than 10% below what it should be. So Sigurd is done with Great Weapons Master for the time being. <laughs> and given the fact that you've splatted as many people as you have is just a testament to the odds just fucking Yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I got really super lucky, and now the luck is over. Mm. It will come back to you, no worries. Yeah, level <laughs> 10, it definitely will. New sci-fi RPG from Bioware veterans announced, and it sounds like Mass Effect. Uh, please don't disappoint me again. I can't <laughs> handle it. So the uh, the wording in the article... The help... Oh, uh, PC Games Network. Um, Magic Gathering, Gathering Arena developer Wizards of the Coast has unveiled something very intriguing. A new studio led by Dragon Age Origin uh, creative director James Olin and fellow Bioware veteran Chad Robertson called Archetype Entertainment. But it's not fantasy they'll be working on this time. It's Archetype an, what? Uh, uh, Archetype Entertainment. Ah, uh, okay. But it's not a fantasy game they'll be working on this time. It's an original sci-fi RPG. 
I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. So which which one was disappointing to you? Which Bioware game, sci-fi game? If you had yeah. to pick one. No, no, because he said he didn't want to be disappointed again when you right. you went into right, this. Right, right, right. Well, it's, a to- about? it's always been a toss-up between either Mass Effect 3 or Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I didn't play Mass Effect 3 until the series has, was already established as a trilogy. Uh, I played the original Mass Effect like way back when it first came out. Uh, and then I skipped two, didn't play two. And then by the time that three came out, I was like, oh, hey, I want to try two. Played two, absolutely love that. Mass Effect 2 is down pat the best out of the four games that they've done. Yeah, heavy um, weapons. Oh, God, yeah. Just, and the story was beautiful. The graphics were gorgeous. Uh, I love the combat system, the way how that they change things. Um, then we had Mass Effect 3, and I was, I, I mean, like, the first part of the game really kind of just made me go, no, and then I got into the middle of it, and I was like, no, and then I got to the third point, or, yeah, I got <laughs> to the end, and I, I threw my controller, and I just walked away, and I was just like, I'm done. I, I, I didn't even finish it, and then I came back and finished it. So um, that that was Mass Effect Three. However, um, I pre I was like when they did Andromeda, or they announced Andromeda, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give this a try. So I uh, went ahead and uh, pre-ordered it, and I got all the bells and whistles that I possibly could afford at that point in time. Played it, and I'll have to say one thing: when I played Mass Effect Andromeda. Most of the reported bugs and problems that everybody was complaining about never experienced a single one of them. None of the weird walking, none of the weird lip syncing issues or anything like that. Mine played absolutely perfectly when I played it. Well, here's the thing with that. I I did the same thing. I was playing on PC, and I think I waited uh, two weeks to a month after the release of Andromeda, because I don't pre-order anything. Um, And by that time, they had come out with all the patches, and I never experienced, as you said, I never got the walking bugs, I never got the weird face bugs, I never got the um, (laughs) people whose body parts were not all there in cutscenes bug, which is really fucking entertaining, or people whose faces were missing. That was also kind of terrifying. Uh, Never got any of that. The part that really disappointed me was just overall the story. Uh, that's actually I, the part that really bothered I, me. I actually thought the story was the best part of that game. I didn't like the fact that all the characters were ugly in it. I didn't like the fact that, <laughs> well, there were there were some bugs in that game that I did encounter. It was mostly related to game mechanics um, and not, you know, immersion-breaking facial expressions. But yeah, as no, far as no. the story went, story was fucking fantastic. Launch launch humanity into a new galaxy. Have them establish themselves there. Uh, learn about the customs. Figure out what's going on. And get drawn into this this whole conflict that had been happening. I, I thought it was great. It, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I, I liked it. I was just... I was more a little... I think the part that really got me was the fact of the matter that there were no Quarians. Like, oh yeah, they we, were, were my... we were missing some races. 
they were my favorite race from the uh uh you know from the mass effect trilogy and we didn't get their arc they didn't even make an appearance or anything like that so um also the whole krogan story arc that they did in andromeda was a little i i just uh, i i don't remember anything of the krogan story arc that's that's uh, how that went the basic premise being is is that they found like the most hostile planet in the andromeda galaxy that they could you know that they want that they could occupy and the um it was it was a big desert planet and it was just uh it it, the storyline was. oh that's right Sorry, yeah, I just remember now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There was an entire Krogan planet there with an entire uh, bunch of side missions. Totally forgot yeah. about that. He was my favorite squad mate. Yeah. And but yeah, I not mean, a fan the, of his missions, but favorite squad yeah. mate. But in the end, I mean, if I were to rate them, I would go uh, Mass Effect 2 as my yeah. top. Two, one, three, Mass- four. Yeah, uh, I was going to go two, uh, one, Andromeda, and then three. See, I liked Mass Effect 3. I understood when it came out that a lot of people weren't going to like that, but it was because it's because it was the end. Like, we knew that's what was going to happen to Shepard. There's no way that Shepard is saving the galaxy after taking that much abuse and making that many sacrifices and all the rest of that and living happily ever after to an old age. I was totally prepared for him to be dead. And... Yeah. I was totally prepared for him to be dead. I was more I was more like upset on the fact that it seemed like that the you know the overall promise that they made where all of your decisions that you made from the first and the second game was going to have that effect mm. on the storyline and stuff like that and when you play Mass Effect 3 Maybe you don't feel this way, and that's okay, but I really felt like that it was a railroad. Like, that your your path through that game was way too linear for my liking. Yeah, I sp- there's an argument to be made that uh, the depending on your galactic readiness level, whatever the fuck uh, they called it, where you, you got as many people together as you could or you didn't... Um, the the biggest differences in that game came from that level of preparedness where it depended on how many fleets you went into the final battle with. If you went in with virtually none, you got to see a, a slaughter. And you still got to the end, though. Or if you went in with as many as you could, um, you got to see some pretty epic space battles, not as big a slaughter. And, you know, it was, it was different cutscenes. You got to see more or less stuff, but you still got to the end. So that I totally understand. I also understand the logistics of starting from Mass Effect 1 and saying your decisions from this game will carry over into the other games. Mm -hmm. So that creates, if you think about it as a tree, as a story, you start with the trunk and you go out with the main branches and everything. You're, you're, by the time you get to the third game, you basically would have, if it truly was, as they claim, your decisions matter and it creates this different ending. By the time you got to the third game, you'd have like 10% of that game that you would ever see on a playthrough. And the other 90% of the work that those people did 
would never be seen unless you played it through again and made totally different decisions. So I can imagine from like a, a production uh, standpoint, that'd be a fucking nightmare. Oh, oh my yeah, god, no. that would be so much fucking work. So yeah, I can understand logically why they would railroad you. It makes sense. But I agree, it's not, you know, it's not exactly what they promised. It, mm. it's, it is kind of a linear story, even though there are four different endings, or five. Because mm-hmm. not doing anything is an option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not... Welcome, everyone, to the uh, Mass Effect podcast. Fuck yes, Mass Effect. Uh, if you haven't played it, uh, what are you doing with your life? Get off your ass and do it. For fuck's sake, yeah. man. Yeah, no. And, I mean, uh, although, um, if I remember correctly, I, I could try to find the article later, but uh, there was an article that came out that they're actually planning on remastering uh, Mass Effect 1, which would be you, fucking amazing if they did that. Masami, you need to start uh, downloading our podcasts onto USB sticks and throwing <laughs> them at your husband <laughs> to wake him up I, every I, morning. I, I throw links every... Like, I'm subscribed to Gobi's <laughs> YouTube so that every time I see him upload it, I just ship it over to him. It's not my fault. He doesn't hit play. Hey, but I'm... yes, but yes, Kosen, we absolutely did. We talked about it on a podcast, not the uh, last uh... one, but the one before this. Yeah, and we were all really super hoping. I don't think it was announced that it was a remaster of Mass Effect 1. I thought it was just an untitled Mass Effect project that was that was teased. Um, uh... So at the time, we were all really hoping for a remastered version of the first Mass Effect game. Yeah, they, uh, they also posted on their Twitter account the opening... Uh, intro music and like splash screen to the original mass effect and um mm. hashtag um mass relay and then yeah. then there was the the untitled mass effect uh, mass effect project <laughs> um, <laughs> Un- then, untitled yeah. margaret robbie oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's been one of those days uh-huh. Uh, yeah. When you don't want to wake up, everything uh, is fucked. Everybody sucks. One, two, and Andromeda. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't really want to rank them, but I did probably like two the best, just because heavy weapons, and we still had grenades. Do we still have grenades in yeah. two? Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, that was a good time. Yeah, good times. I also just, my own personal opinion, but uh, I thought the graphics in Mass Effect 2 were way slicker than they were in any, they, of, the, in, yeah. in any of the games, even from 3 to Andromeda. There was a noticeable improvement uh, in the graphics from 1 to 2, and in 2, maybe it looked so good because they just nailed their environments uh, lighting was really, really excellent in that game for establishing um, creepy, creepy as fuck settings on the uh, whatever ships, mm. the the infested or whatever they called them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did the like... Geth ships. Uh, oh, not the, the the ships that had been taken over by the spikes and people had been changed into husks. Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about... Wasn't that a science vessel 
or something like yes. that. that, was, that belong- yeah, okay. I love that level. It was one of my favorites. Does get yeah, and there was a lot of unveil. It's the sweet spot. They really did in in terms of trilogies. Um, it's really difficult to get your second movie out of three to be like really excellent. But if you can do it, it's mm-hmm. the sweet spot of the story because you're re- reeling all this shit um, that's going to build up to three, but you still, you're in the middle and you have all these characters that you know and like, and you're doing callbacks to one. It's really like a fantastic place to be in terms of a trilogy, if if you can do it right. And Mass Effect definitely did it right. Oh, yeah. I've yet to yeah, play I, uh, any of the Dragon Age games, which uh, was also Bioware, but uh, I, I hear that. Uh. I tried. <laughs> I, I, the I, first I, one. I tried. Yeah, I couldn't do uh, it. I was actually waiting for you to say Anthem when you said the... the oh, no. Vegas God, down. no. <laughs> Just, I, I did my time on Destiny, and I, you know, I played through most of Destiny just you know, kind of got bored after a while and uh, then saw the promotional thing for um, Warframe and I was like, I'll I'll give this a try and find Warframe to be infinitely more or infinitely better than anything in regards to um, Anthem or... uh, Or or or, or, uh, or destiny, so oh, I stuck with that. What's our time? How 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 long did we make it before Warframe was made? <laughs> uh, thirty-seven <laughs> minutes, thirty seconds. And, and awesome. how much did Doctor Diggle pay him to say that? Nothing. He's addicted of his own accord. He is. I, I was just saying. Not... It's actually my wife's fault. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I was I was gonna ask. Uh, I'm I'm sure your wife had nothing to do with you playing Warframe, right? She's a terrible influence. She's a terrible influence on me too. Uh huh. I was actually gonna say when we were doing the pre-show, I was gonna tell Masami I have no capacity left in my or, uh, the main part of my orbiter. Why am I not surprised? I got, my my crew quarter still has a little bit left, and my operator room still has a bunch left. But uh, I'm using all the the capacity in my operator room to do the um, the Zen garden made of Itan Piv sculptures. Mm. Just dozens, dozens, and dozens and dozens of Itan Piv sculptures in waves all over the floor. Nice. So what else you got for us, Gobi? Division 2 heading uh, to New York's Coney Island. Yes. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, so they are doing episodes for Division 2. You don't it's free content for everybody and this episode 3 is coming out and we are going to Coney Island and we're going to fight the cleaners again. You get two main missions and then side mission, I think. Nice. Yeah, it's. I was about to say, as far as looter shooters go, I hear that uh, uh, Division Two is actually halfway decent. If you like bullet sponges. Actually, no. The second one isn't as bad. I mean, there's still sponges, but um, it less than a clip, and you can take down a guy, um, which is still bad, but it's not bad. I mean, headshots, sniper rifles are one shot kill to the head. Shotguns 
actually act like shotguns, one to two blasts with a shotgun, and they're killed from full armor. Um, the downside is they catch you outside of cover, and you're shredded like a wet paper bag. Um, mm-hmm. It's got... So, you can play... It's meant to be played as a cover shooter. Um, that's what it was designed for. Um, and because of that, it plays differently. Um, they are doing redoing the gear and loot system that's coming. I don't know if it's coming this patch or the next patch that comes out in March. Um, this patch is obviously Coney Island um, and a couple of main missions. And then I think they're getting a new operator as well um, that uses the, I'm assuming it's the flamethrower will be his special ability. Hmm. And you, there's a new exotic weapon as well. It's a chameleon. Of course, they, uh, they took on the Destiny-style um, exotic bullshit, um, which is a major difference th- from the Division One. So you can only have one weapon exotic and one piece of gear exotic. Um, That's horseshit. <laughs> yeah, like in uh, the Division One, I, I do like the builds a lot better in the Division One. Um, it yeah. feels like there's way more build diversity and more. The builds are more ballsy. Like hey, putting together a full set makes you more of a badass um in this game it it doesn't really feel like there's any way for you to be a complete badass i know there's tank builds but like (sighs) doing you can do a tank build but then you do like no dps and in a game where i get shredded like a paper bag i'd rather have a little less health and be able to shred people to get to cover Um, so i play a little riskier i guess but it is a fun game. Washington DC is a big map. It's on point. Like it's pretty neat to walk around and see like the different the Washington Monument. Um they did the game justice. It looks pretty. Um it's not as immersive as the Division One though. Like the New York setting, the almost darkness of the game was better. I mean, Neagle, you played the beta, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, sunny Washington, D.C. with no snow on the ground, it just made me, like... I don't know if anyone's ever been to Washington, D.C. in, like, August, but it, it smel- it's a swamp. It smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not actually that terrible. I'm making a big deal out of it. It's not that bad, but it does. When I was walking around that game, I was just like, oh my god, this place, there's like standing water everywhere on the ground, and there's weeds growing up out of this. This is a swamp. And uh, not as enchanting as New York in the wintertime, with snow gently falling to the ground, and heaps of garbage everywhere. Give me uh, my garbage. And you, know, and you know small kids getting left uh, uh, alone in a hotel. Yes. Small, yeah, small kids <laughs> wandering around on the street, people asking you for shoes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. All that was really good. Being, cha- being chased by Tim Curry. Yes. You know what? It's good stuff. Yeah, I, I really wish the Tim say... Curry, I, I really wish there was a special mission with Tim Curry in, in the Division 1. 
That would be awesome. It's like, welcome to the hotel. There's a certain metric by which uh, you measure your friends based on the first movie that they've ever seen Tim. Jeez, what was... Well, okay, I think the first movie that I ever saw Tim Curry in was It. Because they used to play that on UPN a lot when I was growing up. And I think that was the first time I saw him. I definitely saw Home Alone 1 and 2. And then I definitely saw Muppet Treasure Island. And... (laughs) Uh, my first exposure to Tim Curry was Legend. Why isn't this our round table, Gobi? I don't have a clue. This is a good (laughs) round table. Okay, Kosen, yeah, Legend? Let's see here. Legend, Rocky Horror Picture Show, It, um, God, uh, Oscar. I didn't see Clue until I was 18 or 19. And Clue. Uh, Although my favorite Tim Curry movie is definitely Clue. Uh, My grandmother owned a VHS copy of it, and every summer when I used to visit her in Michigan, uh, I would watch that over and over and over again until the point to where he ruined it, and then my mother, and then she had to buy another VHS copy. I'm so thankful that we're in an adult gaming clan and we don't have to explain what a VHS is. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, legit. Uh my first uh time I saw Tim Curry was uh a, like I think it was like a Disney special movie called The Worst Witch. It was super old. And then after that it was basically him and the the three musketeers as Cardinal Richelieu, which Ooh, is my yeah, favorite. I forgot about that one. That's favorite That's Cardinal right. Richelieu. Oh, just mm, so good. One less mouth to feed. <laughs> Holy shit. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm throwing the clue poster up on the on the uh, the GS podcast video, so everybody can stare <laughs> at. Uh, um, Aline Brennan, Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, Martin Mull, and Leslie Ann Warren. Mm. It's it's a it's a triple A cast. Oh god, yeah. I I need to actually see that movie someday. I still have it. <laughs> and, and and not only I mean not only was it a great cast, it is the most successful you know game to movie. Uh, out there like, like in the sense of like you know porting a game into a movie it, it is the most successful in my opinion so welcome to like, the gs clue podcast <laughs> like if they ever you know anytime that they do a game movie like super mario brothers or doom or whatever i i always compare it to is it as good as clue and if it's not then it's terrible agreed Wow, the standards are so high in here. I don't know if we'll be able to see them from our low vantage. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. So Steam just broke its record player account by nearly 300,000, but no one cares because Clue was an awesome movie. You should go and watch Clue. <laughs> uh, it's, it's how many it's... did they beat it by? 300,000. Oh. So the record was 18.5 million years. So it was about two years ago. So now it's uh, 18.8 million. Wow. 
was about to say, uh, oh, go ahead. Interesting about it is there's no big game. When it set the record the last time Player Unknown Battleground had just released, and that was a big game, and that drove the spike. Um, so it just broke the record, and there's been no big game released on Steam. Like, you know, no major AAA title to really bump the numbers. It just rose. Um, yeah, there, but I would have to say that the indie game developers have really been really been on top of their game. Not like the asset flippers, because fuck those guys, but, you know, there's been a lot of good indie games that have come out in the last couple of years that, you know, are, you know, Steam exclusives that has probably been driving that a bit, I can imagine. And, you know, people buying their Humble Bundles and finding all this junk that ends up somehow on Steam and, you know, revisiting some of these older games that, because, you know, nostalgia is like the big, big thing. Actually, you know, Gobi, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you there, because there is a game that is taking uh, Steam by storm right now, and it is called Warframe. What's that? should have seen that coming yeah warframe updates are coming fast and furious empyrean is uh gonna drop another update i believe yeah i believe it's this month and uh yeah more more content for the real jacks we have the new war coming this year ostensibly uh before q4 of 2020 we will be getting the new war you know what We'll, we'll just do this. The next 15 minutes, we can do nothing but talk about Warframe. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, they just launched a whole bunch of Kuvalich update, updates. That was the new and, and exciting thing that happened recently. Yeah. Do you want to detail any of that? Oh, let's see if I can remember Friday. It's been a few days. Um, <laughs> She's, she's been drinking too. Then. Unfortunately not. I really should be. I bought wine tonight. Have I opened it? No. Um, Slacker. Agreed. Catch up. It's like three feet to my kitchen. It's a long ways, guys. <laughs> uh, but anyway, one of the changes they did was instead of like... You can see when you down your Kuva, lit, Kuva larvae, like before they turn into a lich, you can see what weapon they have. And, uh, uh, like, if you've already got it or you're not interested or whatever, you can choose just not to shiv the guy and just move on with your life. You also uh, get Kuva when you do that, yeah, so, so you're, you're not completely losing out. Yep, more Kuva for the Kuva gods. I Whatever. Um, and then right, wait, uh, the... Time out. Time out. Which one are you talking about now? Wait, what is? What are you talking about? You're not talking about the dogs, the furry pets. You're talking Ooh. about. No, that's Kurubo. You're <laughs> Kuva. It's the substance that you use to, uh, you know, build certain things and/or random nope. randomly roll your uh, uh, ribbons for better stats. I don't think he's I... made it far enough to really understand what Kuva <laughs> means. Yeah, Kuva is just his red state. It's like blood. It's blood of uh, something old. And uh, you use it to reroll Riven mods, which I don't think you're really into Riven mods. You need to build a couple Warframes, um, but you really, you mostly need it just to reroll Rivens. 
Lore wise, it's basically how the ore can extend their lifespans. Is basically what that that. That is, gotcha. uh, yeah, the theory of the lore. Um, and let's see here. You can uh, let's see, transferring something about the weapons is going to be easier because you can just stack stuff and get up to sixty percent of some element in there. They're making that easier which I'm sure matters to someone. Um, uh, the Kubros, I kind of missed that. Did someone catch that? Yeah. Uh... They were doing something different with them. They were going to revamp them a little bit, kind of actually make them, <laughs> you know, make the, the Kavat not the dominant pet. Yeah, the problem with the Kavats was the pet buffs, because you do have, you have Cat's Eye, which gives you, what, uh, increased critical chance for 20 seconds every 30 seconds, or something like that, and that is, that's OP as fuck, especially Chroma. Oh, yeah. Um, so, that's one of the reasons that Kavats get used a lot. There are other mods um, for increased loot drops, um, farming builds for, for your cat. Yeah. They are yeah, the pretty fantastic. Awesome. Smita Kavad is pretty fantastic. So it would be nice yeah, if they retouched it. on Kubros because I do prefer dogs to cats. I'm just one of those people that love dogs, and I wish that I could take my dog out more often. But one thing I will say that it is great, they added a mod uh, when the Orb Valis came out where your dog or cat now go and fetch loot for you. That was a major quality of life improvement. We didn't have that before. It used to be impossible to pick up loot without running over it if you didn't uh, run a Sentinel companion. So that is one one update that they gave to the dog that I really did appreciate. And I did run around with my dog for a while after that came out. Wow, I did not know that that ability was so new. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, I believe the mod is fetch, and it is pretty new. It's months old now, but it was. I was about to say, I'll be playing a year in July, so we're, we're coming around. Yeah, we're getting up there. I just, uh, I passed 625, 625 logging days, so I'm still a newbie, but getting up there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to hit 200 by the end of the week, so I feel special. Uh, that was pretty cool. On PC, I just crested 50 login days, and, uh... <clears throat> what were you up to on PS4 when you stopped playing and uh, you know, acknowledged the PC master? <laughs> I want to say it was somewhere around 75. Alright. So you're doing, you're like 50 login days, and you already want to do the Thermia Fractures on Venus. That I, I don't get. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard fucking shit. He likes a challenge. Yeah. Well, yeah it's just fun, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he also might like self-punishment. But... Uh, as yes, a man who is. absolutely loves the Soulborn series, you're right. Ooh. I get off on it. <laughs> yep. Oh, you're a Dark Souls fan too, aren't you? You betcha. <laughs> Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, the whole shebang shaboom. I never understood have, have why people thought Dark Revenant Souls yet? was so, so hard. Dark Souls is not that hard. You just run straight through everything. You don't even have to fight anything in that game. You just run straight through everything. Just book it. What, <laughs> what makes Dark Souls hard is the way how that it was initially introduced to the player base. 
you, you know, because it's a game that doesn't really explain itself. You have to kind of learn by doing, you know, the first thing that it presents you is you got to use a sword and a shield and you hide behind your shield and then basically be passive about the way how that you handle the game because the shield is life, the shield protects you, so, so on and so forth. Um, however, the game is actually better enjoyed and easier if you take risks and you go at with a more aggressive play style. It's just a thing. That's the reason why that... Um, there's a lot of people who hate the Dark Souls series, and then they played Bloodborne, and then absolutely fell in love with the Dark Souls series because Bloodborne did the, you know, basically it's just like, you know, the best way, the fun way to play this game is be super aggressive, be aggressive, be, be aggressive. And then... Um, it, and then, uh, then a lot of people went back and they took that... Uh, you know, that uh, play style back with them through the Dark Souls games, and then they just enjoyed them a hundred times better. I got your Marilyn Manson reference, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Somebody got it. <laughs> that was good. They're, yeah. they're well then, educated. Yeah, thank you. Then alternately, there were people like me who um, got the sword and the shield, and then we immediately unequipped everything, got totally naked, and just started running. <laughs> I'm surprised either one of you brought up games for Windows Live. Windows Live has games? <laughs> uh, that was the, the for the very first Dark Souls game was on PC. Mm. Uh, you had to have games for Windows Live installed on your PC. In order and... to play Dark Souls 1? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows how much we love games for Windows Live. It was amazing. I don't want to uh, talk about it. I played. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mostly played uh, all my uh, Soulsborne games on uh, the PlayStation. Uh, the the one I got through most recently was Sekiro, which I absolutely fucking loved. I poured about eighty hours into that game, got through it, uh, played a couple of. Uh, uh, played a couple of times through to get some different endings and I was just ultimately very satisfied with it. Hence the reason why I'm probably going to pick up Elden Ring when that thing fucking gets out. Cause that's gonna be super sweet. Miyazaki is yet to disappoint me. That crazy I bastard. Heard of that game. So yeah. Speaking of gaming services, uh, well, no, that's not true. EA's had a banner year. I guess that's our last topic. They uh, made... How much, Gobi? How much? Billions. 1.593. Oh, 2.835 billion on in-game microtransactions uh, last year. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes so hard <laughs> right now. People love the yeah. glare. People want the glitter, and they also want to play as Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, can't blame just, them. Just for reference, uh, they made nine hundred and ninety-three million from live services, which apparently does not include microtransactions. That's a completely separate thing. So, yeah. less than half from live services. That's fucking nuts. 
Mm. And well, live services is the uh, is the new money maker for uh, these uh, triple uh, triple A uh, gaming corporate or you know game developers now. Yeah, Apex seems to be doing pretty well. Um, Fortnite's obviously doing well. Um, I have issues with Apex. Uh, they put it in the Titanfall universe, and then they take the best part of the Titanfall universe and don't let you use it. Yeah, I know. We all miss the mecha. <laughs> Trust me. I when I found all the jetpack like, and the fucking movement system. Well, there's that too. But I also w. like the giant robots. I, I'm a mecha fan. Oh well, yeah, of course. I do the frontier defense. Mm. And two was interesting. I liked one better, but oh yeah, one was. I mean, two was okay. But one was definitely really good. There was just there was a lot of fantastic aspects to the game. But yeah, no, I uh, I I was told like you know, oh hey, you should pick up Apex Legends. It's in set in the Titanfall universe, and I'm like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's. And they're like, now it is kind of like a battle royale game, and I'm like, okay, I I am not bad at those kind of games, so I'll give it a try. And then I was like, oh. It, this is not the Titanfall universe. Fuck off. I mean, it <laughs> is, but it isn't. Right. They took the best things about it and stripped it away. It's it's just not Titanfall. Like, uh, But ultimately, yeah, no. Live service models are going to be the big thing that is uh, uh, going to propel our corporate uh gaming overlords uh into <laughs> heights of new money uh next to their uh, uh what is it called uh, uh you know streaming games where we don't even get to own video games uh, physically own video games anymore we just stream them i like money Cue, cue the uh clip of of uh of mcduck diving into his giant pail of money. <laughs> Yup. <laughs> oh, life is so like I'd... a hurricane. <laughs> we were scrolling through uh, Disney Plus with all the kids, and Ducktales popped up as like they're all arguing Ooh. they couldn't pick a show. So I hit the A button and I put the controller down, and they all started whining. Five minutes in, they're all fucking dead silent, staring at the TV. And... It's fascinating. <laughs> it's it, it, it like cartoons were a serious quality in the nineties. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Although I will have to say I have watched uh, the uh, new remake for Ducktales. It's good. Like really, I, oh, I remember yeah. that coming up. I haven't. Where where is that available? What what service it's can we watch it? It's on Disney Plus. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Like new animated or live action? No, it's animated. It's, <laughs> Live it's, action. Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Uh, no, it's, uh, Starring Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh God. Uh, they no, actually got Dead tales. Um, uh, first off, uh, the uh, uh, our titular uh, Uncle Scrooge, uh, McDuck, is played by none other than David Tennant Wee as the voice. Jesus. So we got a proper Scottish man. Uh, got, uh, we, yeah, we got fucking Doctor Who playing uh, Scrooge McDuck. Um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie—they all have their own voice, a separate voice, voice actors. So they're distinct as twins. Um, uh, or triplets. Yeah, I was um, triplets. 
Swiftwitz. <laughs> uh, Donald Duck actually now is an active role in the series uh, because he did in the actual DuckTales comics. Uh, you know, he used to go on the adventures with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and as well as with uh, Uncle Scrooge and, you know, all he, that. He is their father, correct? Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Uh, no. Uh, no. Do- uh, Donald is their uncle. Who's who's Huey and Dewey and Louie's father, and why do I think it's hilarious that he abandoned them for the entire length of the cartoon <laughs> in the 90s? It has never been said who the mother and father for Huey, Dewey, and Louie are. Oh. However, yeah, like, ever. What, but the girl, do, um... Do you think he, are Huey and Dewey and Louie like Jon Snow? Oh, God. No, it's not Daisy. Uh, what's no, the, it's what's Webby. The, Webby is the little Webby. girl's name. A little girl duck. Yeah. Who's, does they, do they say who her parents are? I um, I can't remember if they do or not. I know that she still got uh, our, you know, the nanny is uh, uh, who's actually super badass now in the uh in the new Ducktales cartoon. She's really awesome. Um, I think that but... Huey and Dewey and Louis' father is Rhaegar Targaryen. <laughs> God. Uh, God, um, but, you well, know, they're bringing they back, like, like all the classics, direct. like, uh, you know, they've got Gizmo Duck made an appearance, Darkwing Duck has made an appearance. Oh, Jesus Christ, can't they just let him die? Who, Darkwing Duck? Yes. I, they, my least favorite of all the Duck cartoons was Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here, who else, um... Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda actually uh, does the voice for Gizmo Duck and uh, his normal, e- uh, whatever his main ego is, which is absolutely hilarious, and he just does a great job with it. And they got some really good, uh, they got some really good voice actors for uh, the series, and I believe it's on its third season. Good. Um, I mean, I'm I'm glad this is coming. Well, I mean, I haven't watched it yet. I hope it's good. I hope it's as good as the uh, the original kids cartoon because the original kids cartoon is still pretty good. There are still episodes oh, yeah. in there that just fucking freak me out. Like the one where they go back and they're uh, they're with Homer in the Odyssey, or mm-hmm. uh, Homer in the Odyssey is actually going on and everything. They get sucked down into the giant vortex. That was like. I watched some messed up stuff when I was a kid, I realized, a while ago. Oh, yeah, no. You ever see the Rats of Nim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> and that is, was targeted towards six-year-olds. That is by far one of my favorite movies of the 80s, and it was a great Don Bluth film. First of all, his mom gets cancer. Second of all, their whole house is torn up while mom's in it by a farmer's plow that looks like death. And they go on, Jesus Christ, yeah, that was, that was, that was a fucked up movie. Sounds like it. Glad I missed that. Uh, yeah, it was talking about? You're talking about Rats of Nim. That's a sequel to Secret of Nim, because Secret of Nim was the very first one with Mrs. Brisby. Maybe? I, if I saw Rat, I may not have seen, because I was like five or six years old, I had no concept of a sequel. So I may not have seen Secret of Nim, but I, I'm i going to, I'll look it the, up on IMDb. The original Secret of Nim is 
absolutely fantastic, amazing. It is a um, it is a fantastic piece of animation, and it's a great story. You were not born in the eighties and early nineties. We sincerely apologize that you may not know what the hell we're talking. <laughs> yeah, Secret of Nim, nineteen eighty two. Yes, I have seen this. Mm. I don't think I've seen either. Good times, good times. I think I saw Secret of Nim around the same time that. I mean, I was slightly older at the time when I did finally see it, but, um, um... Holy shit, is Emma Watson in the new make of Little Women? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's a thing that, that happened. God, 25th of December 2019. Okay, so this isn't terribly old. I'm only about a month behind. <laughs> Congratulations. All right, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> it's a drama romance uh, rated PG and yeah I'm definitely going to watch it good luck so with did, that did you watch Beauty and the Beast then too yes I absolutely did actually that was not bad I, it was I pretty yeah it was, it was pretty good so we're going we're gonna to critique it so uh, compare it to the animation here the animation is absolute wanna... garbage because it doesn't have Ewan McGregor acting in it Ooh. I'm Ewan McGregor Watch me acting. <laughs> oh god, I'm still sick. Not oh sick man. Enough not to talk. Be a guest. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You and McGregor makes that movie a better, or makes that uh, a better movie. And Emma Watson did a good job. And uh, the gay relationship between uh, whoever it is, Hans, what's his face, and the other, the portly fellow who plays Olaf. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> Loved that. Uh, I don't remember anything about the Beast, but I'm sure he was uh, he was great too. Actually, the Beast was the least appealing aspect of the uh, live-action version of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Otherwise, the rest of the movie was fantastic, in my opinion. That, that might be why I don't remember anything of the Beast, but I remember everything else in that movie. I, I enjoyed the, uh, uh, the, the, the one musical number I enjoyed in the live-action was the, the one where she's singing in the village, because... The, the the stink eye that she gives someone that is yeah yep yep i enjoyed the fact that uh emma watson got to be a disney princess which must have been mm -hmm. really great really great for a white anglo-saxon woman to be a disney princess yes <laughs> oh i was thought you're gonna say for somebody that was part muggle <laughs> oh Wow. Part. I mean, technically, she was, uh, yeah, yeah. We don't say that because it's really mean, but she was. You don't, don't call her mudblood, you mean? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Oh, you call her, uh, no, you go the slightly less but equally racist uh, <laughs> route and call her muggle-born, like uh, Professor Slughorn did. Mm -hmm. Do you think I'm prejudiced? <laughs> <laughs> even more wow. yeah his whole fucking line was even more impressive when one considers she was a muggle born it's like yeah you're definitely an old racist bastard <laughs> that's great 
Yeah, what were we talking about? Um, I, we fashion show? Of, we were supposed to do the round table, but I think we covered it. Yeah. I, I think we, uh, it was, um, we were talking about EA making a ridiculous amount of money by <laughs> taking advantage of people. Yeah, through that's true. Services. The round and somehow table we was, got uh, into Disney. Uh, Dis- Disney Plus, yeah, um, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, that's right, okay. <laughs> the round table is supposed to be where do you want to take a cruise if you could go anywhere. Um, my vagina, or my, my answer was Vagina Land. <laughs> I don't know if it's a place or not, but I really hope it is. Uh. So yeah, there you go. It's the end of the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it looks like it's Vagineer land here. I don't know what Vagineer is. The, vaginer. That's to... Vaginer, okay? I'm from I, Massachusetts. That's, Just that's you're no Boston, excuse you don't for get it English. <laughs> I mean, we don't let Gobi get away with uh, uh, Margaro. Uh, <laughs> At least nobody started up on the uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch. <laughs> no, just give them time. Jesus. Benesnitch Cumberbunch? <laughs> Did you know his fan club are actually called the Cumberbitches? That doesn't surprise me. That in the does slide. not surprise me whatsoever. Following them on Reddit was how I learned that he is actually uh, related to an otter. Wait, there what? is an entire there's an entire subreddit for anyone that's interested. There's an entire subreddit devoted to pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch, juxtaposed next to pictures of otters. He he bears a striking <laughs> resemblance to otters. <laughs> that's about as good as the uh the subreddit for superb owls that's that's just uh slash r super bowl but it's actually superb owls and it's a reddit full of owl pictures very superb owl yeah you know what i think that humanity is in a really good place right now <laughs> <laughs> they are really great we're owls. very healthy yeah we're very emotionally stable and healthy and uh we're definitely uh productive being as productive as, as we possibly can be. Right. Yeah, Definitely we are. We are. Yeah, we're way over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, you guys, uh, for coming. I appreciate it. Uh, hope to see you again. And uh, thank you all for listening. Peace. Later. Later. Peace. 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 Pe